My name is Nate, and this week I talk flow over force. There really isn't much to talk about here in the sense that there's no 20-point step plan that's going to tell you exactly what I mean. The best way of life is to flow with it. That's the overall teaching here. We've gotten into our minds that when you force something to occur, that that is competition. That is, you know, the only way to move forward to the next step is to force it to happen. And if it's not happening for you to try harder and try harder and try harder. I'm going to come back to the idea of how this can stir up bad karma that can fight back against you. And you might get to a point where either it is the goal that you wanted and you're happy to be in it. Or you've reached this, uh, what looks like the goal you wanted, but because of the amount of force that you've played into it, uh, the amount of bad karma that you've created either through your actions or how you've treated others, that there's sin associated with it that it will give this, this illusion. Maybe on the uh, highest surface, it looks like you've succeeded. It's you become where you wanted to go. But underneath, it's not settled. There are problems with it. So we'll talk about karma in a little bit. But let's dive into the idea of flow for a moment. So this life experience that you're having today is... I mean, you are the director of it. But you also got to keep in mind that as a director, you are not the boss. That, you know, you can be a director and do the strangest things, but that if it's not accepted by the public, in this case, the people around you, the energies around you, then your direction will fall flat or you will not become a great director. And in in that sense, you can kind of guide yourself in the way that you want to go. But for the most part, we're on our journey the, 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 the angle that we're going on our journey, that's the way that we're going. There's going to be guidance that comes down from on high. There's going to be excitement that you feel in each of the moments. There's going to be a certain thing that you are drawn to in life as a, as a hobby, as a career, that is going to be above all what you want to do. So it's not like you're being forced into something you don't want to do. Again, there's no force here. So instead of trying to create something that maybe you're not right for because you want money, instead of trying to create something that isn't what you're meant for, you can just flow with it. You can just let go. Now, just as a little side note, it's one of the good things that I can pick out from organized religion is that um, it has given that ideal that you can surrender to a higher power. And it seems, in many cases, I'm not talking about the ones where you you take the teachings of one of the religions and then spin it into whatever violent or um, terrible act that some people um, do because of it. 
and then they blame the religion. But in most cases, that wasn't the case. Again, I'm not going to get into that. I don't want to go down that road. But the ideal here, the ideal here is to be able to accept that there's a higher power that's guiding us. And this is a beautiful thought. This is a thought that does span throughout all the different religions out there, spans through much of the philosophies as well, is that the idea that you don't have to be in control of your own life. You don't have to take on that stress and that responsibility that you can actually flow with life. It'll take you to the next step and the next step. And yes, along the way, there's, there's going to be hard events in the moment. There's going to be moments where it is difficult for you. And that's fine because this is where the lessons occur. This is what gives you the knowledge that will take you to the next step and the next step. And the, the wonderful thing about having uh, hard events in your life as you're going through them, they do feel like the, the worst things in the world in that moment. They feel like, you know, nothing could ever get better. But afterwards, the payoff is so much better. And if you if you can sit down right now and think back in any journey, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm praying that you're in a good place right now, that you're, you know, content with your life and happy with your life. But if you think back into the journey that led you to that moment where you're happy, and if you're anything like me, if you look back on the negative occurrences that happened along the way, you're not going to feel negative about them. That's a very strange occurrence for me. I don't know if I'm alone on this, but I can look back at moments in my own life where things were very tough, where I was not happy, where I was not healthy, where I was not in the right relationship or right job. And I was experiencing this doubt and this pain. And I was like, why, we know, poor me, what's, when is it going to get better? And I look back on that, I don't feel the same sadness for it in the moment. Like some, some people, they have embarrassing moments in their life and they look back, they still feel that embarrassment. I'm, I'm the same way. And that's, you know, that's what you would think you would feel if you look back on those moments in your journey where it was difficult that you would feel that difficultness then that sadness still. But for me, it's not like that because I've gotten to the point where I want to be, you know, I've gotten to a happy life where everything's kind of flowing nicely with each other. There's a beauty to it. And now that I'm here, I can look back on the journey and realize, wait a minute, I was meant to go through that. Because if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't have gotten here. You know, you think about it in that sense that every little tiny thing that has happened throughout your entire life has led you to this moment. And that most of it, if you just tweaked it a tiny little bit, you would have ended up in a different spot. So this is where the idea of... Um, having gratitude in those difficult moments, even though it's a very hard thing at first, but like any habit, it's always difficult at first. But to be able to see the good out of the bad moments, you can save yourself a lot of anguish and a lot of pain. So I look back on those events and realize, okay, if I would have seen the good, that probably wouldn't have changed how things ended up, but it would definitely have have alleviated my stress a bit. Maybe my my physical body wouldn't have taken as much of a beating in the process as I was very unhealthy. So 
the idea that looking back on these moments uh, brings a form of gratitude and a form of happiness means that in the actual moment, you should be able to also bring that too. And this is a life lesson that I've learned over the years. So the idea that you're having this journey of difficulty that eventually gets you to the point where you think you want to be, the point that you should be at, that to the point that uh, you've been desiring, hopefully in a non-egoic way, there's a flow to that. And force, in my own opinion, I know some people will disagree with me on this, but force usually is the wrong way to go. For me, it's always the wrong way to go. For you, it might be different. The reason that I, I show a little confusion in this point is because we live in a forceful world. So if you want to live in a society where things can flow with you, sometimes you have to force it because there's going to be others that are forcing it. And if you want to get into a certain area, a certain career, a certain way of being that's not uh, coherent with peacefulness, then force may be needed. And I always say the smallest amount of force that you could possibly do while still getting into that point. That's if you choose that. Uh, for me, I've always chosen my, the jobs that I do, um, the way I live my life, the things that I own, uh, always is starting with the question of, uh, will this bring me stress? Will this cause me to have to force something? Or will it bring me peace? This is why the uh, whole minimalist movement fascinates me. I can't live on a uh, on that. I mean, the idea that uh, some of those there's a documentary on Netflix, uh, the minimalist, and uh, seeing the way they live. I mean, I, I envy them. I can't do that. I need, you know, certain things in life that make life easy for me. Even though it does add not an element of stress, but it adds an element of responsibility. I, I have to own a certain amount of things. Definitely not, you know, a rich person in any sense. But I do like, uh, you know, the certain luxuries that life has to provide. You know, having a nice TV. I'm, um, you know, uh, sucker for any type of story. So books and movies and television. The internet. I definitely need the internet. Uh, you know, certain things that, you know, bring me joy. And, uh, you know... Um, comfort in a society that's you know slowly becoming more and more chaotic you know that's that actually is part of the flow uh to be able to flow with the chaos in society as well but i'm getting off point here so the idea around flow over force is to create the life that is best for you I do believe in complete that um, we are put on this earth for something specific that you are meant to do something you might not do it you know you might not end up in that something might uh, skew your journey off off course uh, for me it was you know I, I was meant to do a certain thing when I was growing up and I knew it wholeheartedly but then I was worried that it wouldn't make me money because that there was a creative field and I wouldn't have made money doing it so I went to something that would make me money I enjoyed that life as well because it was aspects of that that challenged me and I enjoyed it, but it wasn't what I was meant to do. And eventually my 
uh, my small business took off and I was able to switch back to doing that creative, which was writing, uh, that creative task more than anything else. Uh, so I, I went back to it, what I was meant to be doing in my life. And now I'm, I'm much happier because of it. But um, sometimes you can go an entire lifetime from birth to death and go off course and not do the thing you're meant here to do. And that talent goes to waste. And by waste, I don't mean forever. By waste, maybe in the next life, it will finally make its, its it will bloom into the flower it's meant to be. But that's all force, right? So the idea that you're not going into what you're meant to be is that you're not flowing with life. You were forced off path. You were forced for the idea that you needed to make money or whatever it might be to not do what you were meant to do. So there is force that's working against you. But for this episode, the idea is um, you creating the force to force yourself into things that you know, either you see as your your future, I want to be rich, I want to own a Tesla, I want to live in luxury, I want to eat truffles. Like these, these are the things that uh, you forced on yourself and thinking that that's what you wanted because that's what Jay-Z does and Beyonce. But, uh, you know, maybe it's not what you wanted. You just thought it was. So you forced yourself into that. And then what tends to happen is you've pushed back against the life and in many of these situations and I'm not saying all of them but in many of these situations where you're forcing a life you're not meant to be in people are going to get hurt things are going to get hurt it could just be it might not even be direct you might not even know you're doing it but if you force yourself to you know get that uh, promotion at work and get that raise and uh, you know you get you taking money for your own salary company can't afford it they have to take money from other people's salaries and you've inadvertently affected others but the karma doesn't doesn't you know discriminate it knows that you created that wave in life that has disturbed other people's lives and then that karma is going to flow back towards you so the more you build that up as you go you could be living the rich life. You could be driving the Tesla. You could be eating the truffles. You could be, you know, having dinner with Beyonce and Jay-Z. <laughs> but underneath it all, you're probably not going to be happy. There's, there's always going to be that behind the scenes, that uh, off social media where everything's filtered to be perfect. You know, you're, you're not happy with your life. You're, you're not able to hold down relationships, you're, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Whatever it manifests as in your own reality, that's what's going to occur because karma does come back. Karma of forcing things, of creating those waves is only going to create chaos around you. And it might be in the form of your own problems, but it might also be in the form of other problems that keep flowing towards you in whatever manifestation is best for that reality but you're not going to have peace that is you know what i believe so what is flow then flow is the acceptance of what is and the gratefulness of what you've already have so i can accept that i am in this current moment and i might have dreams for the future like this podcast for example i would love it for it to take off. I would love to have a decently large following. 
you know, this is something that I, I hope for for the future. I would love to be able to have my words and the things that I'm trying to teach here resonate with many people and you know hopefully that brings good into their life these are the things that i i hope for you know i would like this to be a a, a future career for me i would i would enjoy doing this very much um so i can have that hope and um but not be upset that it isn't here right now because what's here right now is that i have a very small amount of people listening i'm just at the very beginning i believe this is episode seven if i'm not mistaken and um you know i don't have the success i don't have the massive following and uh, you know the whatever comes along with that i don't have it and that's fine i accept that i'm happy in the moment right now i'm grateful for the things that i do have for example if i was to stick to the podcast here i have the technology I don't have to pay, you know, $10,000 for a professional studio. I'm sitting in my, my home office right now with a Yeti microphone and, you know, talking to you guys through uh, the Audacity uh, recording program. And that's all I need. It cost me next to nothing. I already had the microphone. That was the most expensive part. And... Um, it's made things easy for me to do this. And then every week when I'm talking to you guys, uh, the things that I'm trying to teach out, I'm also sealing in my own mind. So there's a joy that comes from me talking to you guys and the ability to improve my own life with the teachings that I have learned over the years and the ones that I'm currently, you know, downloading from whatever guidance right now as I'm talking to you. All of this has come together and I'm very grateful for that. So no, I don't have what I want in the future with a successful, well-followed podcast. But what I do have in the moment is, you know, nothing short of a miracle. And I know I love it for that. So... Whatever worst case scenario you've put in your mind for whatever desire or passion that you're going to be seeking next, you need to realize that it's never going to be as bad as you think, that there's always going to be a ton of good things that can come in and support it back up, a ton of things to be grateful for in that moment. And if, you know, it's a sense where you're putting yourself out there like I'm doing right now. There's going to be some folks who listen to my words and say, uh, this guy's a crackpot. He doesn't know what he's talking about. What a, what a, uh, what a, what a crazy person. And that's fine. I mean, even if they said it to my face, that's fine too, because I know the joy that this brings to my life and I'm happy for that. And even if they were to say that to my face and, and, you know, and try and embarrass me, even the thought of being embarrassed and thinking it's going to ruin you is never as bad as it is in the moment. You just realize that person is telling you more about themselves than they are about you. As long as you know who you are, you're fine. So when you're going through those moments um, of difficulty on that journey, you can find the best inside the worst using that gratitude. Let me give you a quick example here. It's a story. Uh, this would definitely be in the realm of stoicism for sure. Um, so the idea of having so much detachment, again, minimalism as well, uh, so much detachment from life, you know, people look at a homeless man in the street 
and you 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 tend to pity that homeless man and you're like uh, oh you know my, my biggest fear in life is that I'm going to end up uh, like him and end up being homeless and having nowhere to live and in in a lot of ways I mean the way the homelessness is in cities such as mine you do pity them and I mean I'm I'm in Canada and being in Canada, you there's a lot of social programs can support somebody. So if you end up being homeless, there has to be a problem because Canada is, is very socialist in that way um, that, you know, gives you so many opportunities to succeed and to live a, a decent life. And usually the problem is this isn't everybody, but usually the problem is uh, addictions, uh, drugs and alcohol probably being the worst and if you are addicted to either of those or both of those and you end up on the street with those addictions and that's the only thing that you're seeking, that is a terrible life. Do not get me wrong on that. I would never want that life. So I, I don't do drugs. I don't uh, drink alcohol for, for the, you know, those reasons is that there's no good that can come to me from it. So homelessness in that regard is a terrible thing. So don't, don't get me confused here. Uh, but when I talk about homelessness as being a worst case scenario, that's not the truth. I, I don't remember the details around it, but there is a story in a, one of the Stoics or one of the Cynics or whatever it was back in the times of ancient Greece. Um, he became homeless because he didn't want any attachments in life. So he lived on the street, he just had a loincloth, he lived in a barrel, that's where he slept, and he was probably the happiest person you would ever meet. And I understand that. I understand that idea. I can, I can picture myself in the life that this person has created in, in a warm climate, of course, if all I'm wearing is a loincloth. But I would, I, would, I would picture that and I would think, I can understand that. I think I could find peace in that life. So the worst case scenario in my life is not being homeless. I couldn't even tell you what the worst case scenario of failure would be in my life because I would not be somebody who is in that position because of an addiction that would create hell on earth for me. So you take away the fear of failure in that regard and making the leap of faith into a flow life instead of a forced life becomes much easier because you don't have as much fear that's forcing you to you know, hold on for dear life. So the best way to flow, and I'll give two um, methods, creating and dancing. Okay, creating and dancing. Now creating is the pretty obvious one. Uh, creating is doing what you're meant to do on this earth is usually a creative form, whatever it might be. Uh, like I, for me, it was writing. So if I'm creating, I'm creating stories. I'm creating um, stories to tell the world. That's creating. Dancing, a little bit different though, and that's with the flow. Um, so I'll come back to that. So first with creating, you're planting the seeds you're, you're doing the, you know, you can do minimal at the beginning. You don't have to do everything at once. You don't plant the seeds, you create it, and then you watch and you listen 
and uh, you know things will come to you that you need to do next as you're going along that journey. It won't always be the right thing to do, but it will be part of the journey. So that you, you know, create something and then you, you know, improve it and you learn the next thing that you have to learn in the creation process. You can take on a mentor, even if that's through online learning that can help you, you know, understand what the next steps are. Sometimes it will just come to you in a dream or come to you during meditation. And then you do that as well. And some things work, some things only, but either way, you do get lessons from that and it makes you a better person as you are going step by step towards mastery. So that's the creation process. But what do I mean by dancing? This is the things that will come back towards you because life is filled with chaos. Life is filled with energy. So as you put those creations out, the forces will come back towards you and you can't you know, react with force. You can't push back against it. You kind of, kind of let it come back towards you. You can let it move you a bit. You can let it bend you backwards, but it will never break you. And then you got to, you know, push back towards it in a certain way. And there's a dance to that. You accept and then you create. You accept and then you create. And you accept and you flow with the worst parts of these moments, the difficulties that have arised, you flow with it and you do what you feel is right in the moment, uh, not out of anger, not out of an extreme emotion, but what you think needs to be done and what is the right thing to do in that moment. And then you create again. And there's going to be moments where you don't feel like creating and there's going to be moments when all you do is create. And this is the dance. This is what I mean by dancing, that you're, you know, you're allowing the flow to come in and, and push you. You're not going to be a brick wall. Think of yourself like a tree instead of a brick wall. So the wind comes in and some days the wind is light and you just flow back and forth. And you're like, oh, this is lots of fun. And then other days there's a tornado and you're flowing, you're flowing, but you, know, you, you, you don't want to fall over. So you just kind of flow a bit and you push back a bit. And you, uh, you know, you go with that. So that's the dance. So a tree dancing in the wind is probably a good visual analogy for what I mean by dancing with the forces of life. As one final thing, um, final thought is uh, I've talked a little bit about karma in this episode. And um, it's not the easiest thing to understand. So for me, the best analogy, and I've already mentioned it numerous times, is the idea of a, an ocean. So uh, for me personally, what works well is I'll picture myself standing in the middle of a calm ocean. Don't ask how I'm floating, but I am. And that as long as I stand still and let things occur as they might, and I don't fight against it. I don't push against it. I don't try and create things that are not right in that moment. The ocean will stay calm. That's waves will come towards me from other people's movements and force, but that once they get to me, a certain point is that they won't overwhelm me, that they may push me back a bit and then I can just move myself forward again and then try and make things calm. So karma in my sense is that you know, you receiving the waves from others, by the time they get to you, the waves are uh, much more calm. 
because you're not adding to them. So you're allowing them to just, you know, die away. And not only is that helping you, but that's also helping the people around you that you're not making the waves higher, that you're not making the force higher. So you're just letting it settle. So your calm is also helping those around you. But as the waves come towards you, if you are then forcing against them, you're going to push the waves out to others around you so that your bad karma, that your emotions and force and anger, ego, whatever you would call it, is going to affect the lives of those around you. So that's always helped me see it. The idea that uh, karma is a bit of a calm ocean and the more you fight, the more force you cause, the higher the waves are going to be. So that's the sense where forcing yourself into the life that you think you want and every step of the way, you're not worried about hurting others. You're not worried about uh, causing pain, you know, t taking that that money from other people in the corporation, for example. You're not worried about that kind of stuff. You're sending out these waves. And if that other person accepts the wave and lets it calm, then they've actually done you a favor too because they haven't pushed the karma back on you. Some will come back, but it's not going to be as bad as it was. So that person really is uh, selfless. They're accepting it. They're letting it calm. But that's not the case. You know, we live in a very chaotic world. So, I mean, 90% of the time, they're going to add their own emotions to it. The waves are going to get bigger. So the wave forced back onto you is going to be bad, but it's also going to spread out to others. So the chaos spreads like a virus and it all became started from, from whatever force you began and the karma that's going to come back towards you, the, the, the worse that it went out onto the rest of the world, the worse it is going to be towards back on you. So you don't have to fully understand that idea to know that there's a very simple solution to create peace in your life, and that's to try to cause as little harm onto others as possible. That's, that's just the, you know, that's the, the highest level that you can look down on this. So harm is not positive or negative. Harm is hurt so that the other person is hurt in some way, whether it be physical, emotionally, or mentally, and then it spreads out to others around them in whatever form that it might take. That's harm. So the best thing you can do is just with as much kindness and understanding and patience as possible, uh, interact with those around you and um, creating this, this calm in other people's lives and that will bring back the calm towards you. Again, there's no such thing or good or bad. There's really only harm and there's, there's peace versus you know chaos and um, the goal to life at least, you know, in my mind, is to have peace, to have calm, and to allow that, you know, those blissful feelings of reality to come towards you, uh, either through your own actions, through your own passions, and your, through your own creations. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. I've uh, been a little off the last week or so. I am glad I was able to do this episode for you, and I hope you enjoy it, and enjoy the show in general. Um, you know, if you want to read some of the articles that are associated with what I talk about, you can go to powerfullycalm.com. 
Thank you, everyone, and I'll talk to you next week.